oh so pretty <laughs> i feel pretty and witty and gay and i started recording i don't remember the rest and i and i pity oh yeah any girl who isn't me today that was not depeche mode no it's not but we had a great time at depeche mode it's true and we met some really cool people we did it they was were very a really fun. delightful 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 time yes depeche mode we love you we do hello everyone welcome to the clubhouse i'm Beth, and i'm kirsten and this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Are, is it? Are we yes. sure? Are uh, you sure? Well, are you sure about did that? Did you hit record? Yeah, I did hit okay. record. All okay. Right. All right. We want to welcome our new listeners welcome. in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I want to go to Virginia Beach. Okay. And Newburgh, Indiana. The author we met last night lives in Arlington. There you go. Right? Isn't yes. that what he said? Yes. He, yes. I know. I can't remember Bill. his name. Bill. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. Mm-hmm. I, he might listen. So, hi, Bill. Yes. Hi, yes. Bill. It was a pleasure to meet you. I the can't wait to read the book. book is called The Guilty One. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was in conversation with Nick Petrie, who is a, a local author. Yes. He, he has my job. He has my career. Yes. He's a professor at UW-Milwaukee, and he writes a true, uh, not a true crime, a thriller series. Yes. Both of which I wish I could do. Yeah. But I do not currently. Well, that's okay. I'm Yes. We're going to have a book written. Yeah. I just may not get the professorship at UW-Milwaukee. Okay. Which would be super cool. True. Violation of Trust Case. Yes. I did not hate this one. I agree. It's twisty. It is. We got a little twisty twist at mm-hmm. the end. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this one. Did you remember it or no? Um, I feel like I... I don't... No, I didn't feel like I had seen it before, but... Okay. I think I have seen it, but maybe not since it came out. Okay. Which was on October 28, 1991. All right. NBC, according to TV Tango. They describe it as a single mother whose rebellious teenage daughter is charged with the homicide of a classmate, refuses to believe her child might be guilty, and eventually unmasks the real killer. Dun, dun, dun. Golden Globe winner case. Oh, yes. Katie Seagal. Yep. She plays Susan Essex. She does. She is probably best known for her roles on Married with Children, mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy. Yes. And there was this show on a few years ago called Superior Donuts that I absolutely loved. Did you ever see it? No, it was I like so, the title. It was so, so funny. I think she played a cop and then the owner of the donut shop was, oh, now now I can't. He was in Taxi. He played... Was it Tony Danza? No, 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 no. He also had a sitcom in the 80s about being... What was it about being divorced? Anyway. Oh, the Dear John guy? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay. Okay, so it was such a funny, funny show. And because I watched it in the first season, I jinxed it and it didn't make it to season two. Oh. But it was terribly funny. She's currently on The Connors. Don't watch that. Okay. I, I watched it when it first re- kind of rebooted, but okay. I, you know, I, I quickly lost my you know where I am. I'm still uh-huh. eight years behind on Supernatural, so it, I, I get bored quickly. Yes. Jameson Parker. Yeah. He plays Eric Riley. Oh, uh, he does. He is best known for his role on Simon and Simon. He's he my is. favorite Simon. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Gerald McCraney. Mm-hmm. I liked him too, but I but Jameson Parker was my favorite. Mm-hmm. So he's also appeared on One Life to Live in Jag. Okay. And he was twice on Murder She Wrote Case. All righty. And a million yes. TV movies. He's uh-huh. been. We'll see him again, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte Ross. She plays Justine Essex. And so I have a very short story that isn't that interesting. But I went to co- so she's our age. Okay. Yeah. And I went to college with somebody who went to high school with her. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And he said she was very pretty and very nice. Okay. So that's nice to know. That's nice to know that someone's nice. Yeah. I just was like that was kind of exciting because she was on days of our lives yeah. so. i just looked it up judd hirsch 
Judd Hirsch, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, that show is so funny, Superior Donuts. So she's probably best known for her role on Days of Our Lives, but she also was on NYPD. Remember NYPD Blue? Yes. She was on that. Okay. And apparently she's been most recently appeared on Arrow, which I don't I have watch. No I don't know idea. if that's still on. I think it's a CW show. Okay. But I'm not sure. I think it's one of those comic book shows. Okay. Okay. We could ask Tim. He might know. He might know. He might know. He but I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, Beth, our movie opens with five months pregnant Susan being awakened by a phone call from her soon-to-be ex-husband. Well, I'm telling you, soon-to-be ex-husband is a total jerk if he's waking up his pregnant wife. Yes. Ex- and, and we know she's five months pregnant because she says, why are you waking up a five-month pregnant woman? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She has her daughter, Justine, take the call. So now we're downstairs in the kitchen at breakfast and Susan serves Justine this bowl of Rice Krispies with a face made with banana slice eyes and then an orange for the mouth. I had a, I thought of you. <laughs> normally we see this, you know, normally in a regular TV movie, yes. she would have been five months pregnant and whipping up a big, you know, yeah. feast. Yes. And then she just makes this like, bowl and I'm like, hey, she's going to love that. Yes. <laughs> much more true to she life. goes against type. Yes. Goes against tropes. Yes. Justine's boyfriend picks her up he won't come in because he believes that susan justine's mom and whoever him. plays the boyfriend he's a cutie patootie he is yeah he is. i don't remember him i don't remember his name but i remember seeing him in a lot of stuff back then very a very very stereotypical cute 80s boyfriend right yes football playing looking yes. boyfriend yes very very <clears> handsome. driving like a trans am yeah or and i don't mm-hmm. know if he's still acting i didn't look up his imdb okay but i remember he, it got cute dimples okay so back at home again later we've got susan who is upset because she walked in on justine and ryan in justine's bedroom Uh-oh. later susan lectures justine about rules that they have when she's not home Susan asks where Justine's best friend Ashley has been. Justine calls her a boring brainer. That was a big insult. Yes. Back in the 90s. Yes. Mother and daughter mother and daughter fight over the upcoming divorce. And Susan tells Justine that she loves her. And Justine apologizes for having Ryan over. So like a pretty good, like, yeah, you know, you know, typical. They're so heavy handed with the I love you. I trust you. I love you. The, yeah. Susan, mm-hmm. the mom. Yeah. I love you. I trust you. I love you. I trust you. I love you. Whatever you do. It's every scene. I stopped writing about it. OK, All it's right. just too heavy handed. We yes. get it. You love her. You trust her. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe you shouldn't. We'll find out at the end. Yes. All right. Now cut to Clovis High School where new student and cheerleader Vicki Gilmore is bullying Ashley. Right. The aforementioned Ashley. Right. Uh, when Justine, wearing her cheerleading uniform and carrying her pom-poms. She's literally walking down the hall mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. With her pom-poms. With her pom-poms. Tells Justine that Vicky and Ryan are doing it behind Justine's back. Ah! Ah! What Just- are they doing, Case? They're it. <laughs> The big I oh. Yeah. Justine calls Ashley a liar. And then Vicky tells no ashley tells justine that she heard that vicky was pregnant after another student saw her by a, an ept early pregnancy test yeah i was gonna that, say so we back from the is. old days <laughs> but justine does not believe ashley right all right now cut to we've got eric visiting susan at work eric is a police officer he comes in to do the yeah, i think we missed that just say no campaign with the kids at the library yeah i must have somehow or other removed that whole scene that's okay that was already earlier yeah i guess i must have deleted it that's okay oops because fire the writer so that's it you're out oh wait but it's weird because he shows up and he does this just say no program thing 
in a uniform, but then he shows up later and he's a homicide detective. Yeah, because I think he had to wear the uniform as part of the Just Say No Probably, program. but they wouldn't usually have a homicide. De- doesn't a homicide detective have to fix Why are you questioning the these things? Though? I know. I got a lot of questions about this one. I liked it, but I have notes. Okay. It's, it's just a lot of heavy handedness in a lot of it's ways. It's true. It's true. There is a lot of head. Of, I, yeah. I agree. There's a lot of hmm. pieces of yarn running off the, what yep. do you call the thing with the, Off the loom? Yeah. Or off the ball of yarn, the sure. skein? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just a lot of threads coming out. Okay. Well, it turns out that Eric was Susan's date to prom in the high school. Oh my gosh. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. And so he he asks her out to dinner. So and she says yes. Now, cut to later in the evening. We've got Justine on the phone. She's making plans as Susan leaves for her date with typical, Eric. Typical teenage. Yep. Susan and Eric are on the date, and Susan is complaining about, well, explaining that her husband was a his serial, he was a serial cheater. Right. He stopped cheating. <laughs> they decided that they wanted to have another baby. Right. And as soon as she got pregnant, he started cheating again, which is therefore the divorce. Right. So now cut to Justine's bedroom, and she has Ashley over, and then Vicky shows up. Justine and Ashley are fighting with Vicky and Vicky denies having, having like slept with Ryan or or whatever, cheating on Yeah. Yeah. Vicky turns to Ashley and accuses Ashley of being jealous because if you recall, like Vicky is like this new girl came to town, Justine and Ashley were tight and they got to high school. Ashley is like a brain. Justine is a cheerleader. She wants to hang out with Vicky, the other cheerleader. But the other thing that, that, um, that kind of, they kind of, touch on but they don't actually bring about is ashley's very i mean i guess you would call her plain i think she was pretty but they had her looking plain mm-hmm. no makeup hair kind mm-hmm. of normal and she's wearing very baggy clothes so i think we're doing again this stereotype of a regular sized girl is big yes and because based on what the mom says later which we'll yes we'll get into but i really didn't like that and mm-hmm. they also kind of made ashley look like a really unpleasant person to be around yes which i thought was really unfair to the character but you know it is what it is but that happened a lot in a lot of movies we've seen where it's like oh she's a size eight she's big yeah are you kidding me right who cares what size she is it doesn't even matter yeah so Vicky now accuses Ashley of being jealous and Vicky tells Justine that guys lie and they cheat. Now Vicky pushes Ashley, then she slaps Justine right. and then she runs out of the room. The other two follow her. Justine tells Ashley that she's never seen Vicky so upset. So we also have to mention that Vicky is brand new to the school. She's only been there a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you know? Yep. I mean, there's a, a lot has happened in a very short period of time yep. and none of it we've seen until now. Correct. Because all of a sudden now we're having like a fight in a bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's it's super weird. Mm-hmm. All right. So now Susan comes home from her date and she finds a white sweater on the kitchen counter. Which will become important. All right. Now cut to a heavily forest air, forested area as uh, Ashley and Justine are chasing Vicky through the woods. Right. And Susan is at home just reading a book. Yeah. We kind of are doing this little back and, yeah, back and forth, back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. Cut back to the woods. We've got Vicky and Justine. There's a bit of a scuffle. Vicky tells Justine that she hates her. And then Vicky falls backwards into a ravine. Right. And it's this, that scene is so fast mm-hmm. that it took me, I had to keep rewinding it to mm-hmm. see who said what. Mm-hmm. Later on, we do find out for sure who said what. But when I first started like writing the script after I watched it, 
I still was like, who said what? Yep. Because it's it's maybe a 30 second yep. at the most. We've got a clip. fast back and forth with those, right. with those couple of scenes. Okay. Now, Justine arrives at home and she's all shook up. And she tells Susan that she and Ashley saw a movie. But she's holding her hand over her ear. Right. And her mom takes her hand away and her earring has been torn out of her ear. Right. And her mom is like, what's what's up? And she's like, oh, just just relax, mom. Nothing happened and kind of runs off. Yes. But she's clearly shaken. Yes. She's a good actress, that Charlotte yep. Ross. Yep. And then we cut to uh, Vicky lying dead in the forest. Yikes. All right. Right. Now, <clears throat> in the middle of the night, Susan wakes up to find a hysterical Justine in her bedroom after awakening from a nightmare. All right. Then next day, Susan and Justine are watching a news report and it says that Vicky has gone missing. I, I like one of the things I liked about this movie, like you and I talked about this last night, but the movie's linear. Mm -hmm. We don't have we have a little bit of flashback, but that's really common for uh, any TV movie. But I like that the scenes move yes. like the scenes. There's no not a lot of wasted space in yes. this movie. All right. So now cut to an ice cream parlor. We've got Justine and Ashley eating some ice cream and Ashley's like, I don't know. I don't know. And Justine is like, listen, we just got to stick to our story, whatever, whatever comes up, because um, nobody knows that we were with Vicky. Yeah. We're going to stick together. They make mm -hmm. this pact. And mm -hmm. so now at this point, you're kind of like, what, what is happening? And you're, you're really starting to think one of those two is guilty of yep. something. Absolutely. But we got a long way to go. Yep. That's what I liked about this movie. Susan's ex shows up to prove that he's a crappy guy. Right. He and didn't... I just call him the ex the whole way. He's got yes. a name, but I don't care. He's yep. a jerk. Uh, didn't, it wasn't that when he showed up with the convertible? Yeah. Yeah. And he was just a jerk. There was, yeah. Just like, just whatever. Hi, I'm here to be, show you that I'm an asshole. Um, yep. All right. Now cut to a scene with Vicky's parents, her mother and stepfather. And they're asking the public for help. They offer a reward. Her mother describes her clothing, including a white sweater. Justine tells Susan that Vicky's mom is a drunk and that Vicky probably ran away because she was unhappy at home. Susan says to Justine, hey, what about that white sweater? But Justine says, oh, that's Ashley's. All right. So now cut to Vicky's body being found in the forest by a runner. And the first time I saw this case, I was like, hmm, that doesn't look like the area where she fell. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, how was a runner finding her at the bottom of a ravine? Mm-hmm. Just yep. a little foreshadowing. Yep. So an ambulance comes to pick up Ashley's body. But uh, they don't. Ambulances? They do. They no, can. No, coroners usually do. Like, they well, have Well, it depends private... on what they have. I thought if, if they if they didn't take him to the hospital, then they don't take him. They don't come and get him in an ambulance. Oh, I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen that. But I know we've seen it every time because yeah. because in every movie they come in an ambulance. OK, they, <laughs> they have them checked out for the TV movies. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The sound studio. <laughs> yes. The TV movie ambulances. All right. Now we've got Detective Hudson. He's, finds... he's like he's like at the crime scene. He's yes. looking at her body. Yes. Is that Eric? No, Detective no, Hudson. That's is the Eric's, other guy. Eric's yeah, partner. Detective, or something. Detective Riley and Detective Hudson. Yeah. So okay. Hudson is, I guess we'll call him the other detective. Yeah. Because we have to remember that Eric is a police detective. Right. And so okay. is this guy, though. They, yes. They're partners. Yes. yes. So Detective Hudson finds an earring that Vicky is holding. Oh. Oh, yeah. And puts it into an evidence bag. Uh, 
Oh. All right. Now, cut to school. Let's do it. Vicky and Justine's teacher. It's so bizarre. They would never do this. She gets a then. phone. She gets a phone call during class and goes and answers the phone. First of all, I never go and answer. No, my do phone you... has rung during yeah. class. No, I don't stop everything and go answer it. Right. And the teacher then goes back in front of the class and announces your classmate Vicky was found dead. Let's have a moment of silence. And Justine is visibly upset and runs out of the room. Which which literally means nothing because Correct. they were friends. Of course yes. she's going to be visibly upset. Yes. I just find it really strange that they would announce a death like that. I mean, I don't yes. remember them doing that in high school when no. something weird mm. happened like that. No. All right. Cut to the library. And Susan's co-worker tells her that they found Vicky um, and she is dead. So I guess we should also say that since I skipped and or somehow deleted that scene, Susan is a librarian. Yes. At the at the local library. Yes. Susan then has to go pick up Justine, who is sick at school. I, I think they should have just canceled school for everybody. Mm -hmm. All right. Eric and Detective Hudson speak with Vicky's parents. Vicky's mom tells them that she was upset that Vicky was upset about a phone call and went to Justine's home, but she doesn't say Justine, right? She just says um, it was a J name. It was like, yeah, like Jill or Justine or Joan. Yeah. And then I think they figure it yeah. out from the address book or something. Then Vicky's stepdad gives Eric and the other officer Vicky's address. Book. There we go. That must be go. how they figured out the mm -hmm. full name. All right. Next. Cut to Susan's house and Eric and Detective Hudson arrive and explain that they're homicide detectives. Tell Susan that they're questioning every one of Vicky's friends. Justine comes downstairs. She lies and says that she did not see Vicky after school that day and that she and Ashley went to a movie. Susan tells Detective Hudson that she was out to din dinner with a friend, not mentioning that it happened to be his partner. Right. And then, and then Justine denies that Vicky came to their house that night. All right. So after they leave, Eric explains to Hudson that he knows Susan from high school and Hudson tells Eric that Justine is lying. He's not wrong. He said something like, I don't know much, but I know that girl is telling a lie. Right. And you think that Eric would notice too, because he also was a homicide He's detective. He's a little so bit biased already. Yeah. I know. Justine tells her mom then, Susan, that Eric seems like a dumb jock. And, and then she promises Susan that she's telling the truth. All right. Now, later, we've got Ashley telling Justine that she should tell the police about Vicky and Ryan. Justine tells Ashley not to back out and let her down. So let's take a break and listen to the girls and their C-O-N-spiracy. <laughs> you should have told them about Vicky and Ryan. They're going to find out sooner or later. Not necessarily. And if they do, I can say I didn't know. You're the only one who knows I know. Yeah, but people know that I knew. Don't back out on me, Ash. I mean it. Don't let me down. <laughs> Casey's learning how to play drums with my brother-in-law's drum set. Rockstar! Now you gotta throw your throw my drumsticks into, into the, the crowd. Yay! Yay! All right. Are you trying to speak? He just stuck his thumb out. 
Andy. Andy. Puppy, puppy, My puppy. little baby. <laughs> yeah, you can't and eat the drumsticks. Uncle not... Tom will not like it if you eat his drumsticks. Yes. No, no, no. No, no, yeah. no. Get he your baby. He, oh, he, that's good. He one. doesn't know how many sets these he has in there. <laughs> Every time you come record pieces of this drum set, I'm going <laughs> to. Perfect. Tim will be like, who put drums in our basement? And why? You should, instead of like having a, um, what do you call a rooster at 5 a.m., you should just get up and start <laughs> and playing the drums. You need to get It's my of, exercise in the morning. Go up and drums. down the, up and down the hallway, yep. banging on the drums. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I'm jazzed about the drums. You should text Tim and tell him you found a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's good exercise. It's good exercise. <laughs> Now, okay, Susan arrives at the police station. Oh, she sure does. She sure does. And Eric tells Susan that he, he's like, oh, I have to recuse myself from this case. And then he doesn't. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we don't know why he even said that. Okay. He tells Vicky that he tells Susan that Vicky was murdered. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So everybody thought she died just from the fall. Right. But turns out she got her head crushed with a rock. Oh. I know, gross. It's really awful. Yeah, I can't even imagine how. Mm -hmm. But you did when they showed her, but her, you did see blood running down. Yep. But yep. you didn't know what that was from because nope. it's a TV movie with twists and turns. Yes. Hudson tells Susan that Vicky wrote in her journal that she was sleeping with someone called R. Rumor around town. Yeah. It was Ryan. Yep. He also tells Susan that Vicky was pregnant. Oh boy. And. He doesn't believe Justine. He doesn't care that everybody knows that. Yes. He's, he doesn't have any skin in the game. He's a detective. Yep. It's his job to figure it out. Yep. Now, we do a lot of moving around in this movie, don't we? Yes. We're back at Vicky's house. And Eric asked Vicky's stepdad. So now the detectives are there talking again. Yeah. A asking the stepdad, who is named Dr. Gilmore. Yep. He says that Ashley was jealous of Vicky. Okay. But she and Justine were friends. So Dr. Gilmore tells this to Eric and H Hudson. Like, Ashley was v jealous of Vicky. But yeah. I don't know how Dr. Gilmore knew that. Right. I mean, it just cracks me up because did your, parent, did your parents know all those details about your life in high school? Mine didn't. No. They didn't care. No. I think that was our... We had the generation of parents that were wah, wah, wah. Yeah, they were busy. They were seen but not heard. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so then Vicky's mom tells Hudson that R was Ryan. I don't know how she thinks she knows that, but that's what she says. Okay. Susan and Ashley's mommy Lane talk. Yes. Because they're friends. And then Susan's like, oh, here, I'm going to give you the sweater back. And Ashley's mom is like, that's not Ashley's. That's Angora. And you know that Ashley is allergic to Angora. And also, Ashley never lies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beth, you know what my children's allergies are, right? Right. Sure. Okay. Right. It's a weird, it was a weird thing. It was a weird, especially considering Elaine doesn't seem to like her daughter that much. In uh, the other scenes. Yep. Uh-huh. So now we're at Ryan's house and he's, they're in the hallway. Be, he's being questioned in the hallway. Yep. He is literally holding a football. Well, how else would you know he plays? I know. Well, let me tell you how I'm we gonna know. I'm going to go around holding drumsticks so that you know I play right. the drums. 
Well, Ryan's mom tells them that he has a football scholarship. Oh. That's how we know. Okay. Ryan's like, dude, I didn't sleep with Vicky. Yep. And they think that his motive is going to be losing his scholarship. So there's all these other motives for killing Vicky. Okay. I mean, that one is plausible. It's like, Ashley, would you lose your scholarship because your girlfriend was pregnant? How would anybody know that? How would anybody know? You know, and, and then I don't know about today, but back then you'd wait nine months to find out who was the father, if you could even do it at all back then in 91. Blood test would, at least the blood type would. Yeah, and, would... but you have to wait for the baby to be born. Yep, and if she's still three do. months, you're still talking about, you know, also getting a scholarship almost a year before is kind of, mm-hmm. no, actually, no, this would have been in the spring because he was running track. Okay. Wait a minute. Too much thinking. Well, no, but you're doing track at the same time you're doing football. So none no, of it makes no. sense. No, track is in the spring and football's in the fall cross countries in the fall okay so we're in the spring mm-hmm. so the baby would have been born after he went to college yep so okay, okay. you know whatever mm-hmm. but nevertheless if ashley was going to kill vicky it would not be because she's jealous it's be- because she's being bullied by the girl yep in my opinion i mean vicky was no angel let's not let's not Vicky was not nice to ashley in that scene nope so that might be why but it wouldn't be people don't kill people because they're just jealous they no. kill them because they're jealous that they're with somebody else yep or they're jealous about other things but not just what are you jealous of they never said oh because vicky's pretty and skinny yeah well she wasn't nice right later yeah ryan tells justine he never slept with vicky that's also a running thing he's just gonna deny it the whole movie okay a hundred times we should have a bell every time he did it yep in the next scene hudson tells justine they have phone records to prove ashley (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's gonna bang on the drum so hudson's like justine we have proof that ashley you and mm-hmm. that you and vicky talked after school okay. and justine's like i don't remember that so now they've got plausible deniability i guess I don't all know. right susan and justine's dad get a lawyer okay soon to be ex boo Gary Stewart, Casey's the best in town. Yes. The best. Yep. Justine tells the lawyer that she didn't do anything wrong. And the lawyer says, if Ashley changes her story, you could get charged. Okay. Nobody has any story. There's no proof of anything. Okay. A neighbor comes over and is like, okay, Susan, I just want you to know that I told the police I heard about the fight. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, Vicky was at the house. They were screaming the night she died. And then Susan confronts Justine about the sweater Justine says that Vicky wasn't there and Susan throws the sweater away. Yep. Proving that her, that Susan saying, I trust you and I believe you is not true. Correct. And like any good lawyer case. Yeah. Gary Stewart agrees to let them question Justine. Yep. But it, it has to be in a venue of her choosing because that's quote unquote better for her psychologically. Okay. So naturally, they decide to question her in the middle of a country club Yep, at a table in a busy dining room. Yep. Because any good defense attorney would obviously do that. Uh Uh-huh. So you guys are wasting your money. He's not a very good one. Any good defense attorney would be like, you're not questioning my client, particularly not in a country club where everybody can see and hear you. Yep. I thought that was the most absurd TV movie scene we've had. But it's kind of an 80s thing, right? To just show you how... Absurd uh, that they were country clubbers. Oh, I think it was more to show that they really didn't know how the law works, but okay. Okay. There's that too. Okay. I mean, either one. Potato, potato. You know, same thing. Yeah. Eric reads Justine the first line of her rights. He's like, you have the right to remain silent. And Mm -hmm. that's pretty much all he says. 
And I know, I know from watching the television that there's more to that. There is. I've never had anyone read the rights to me, but I know from TV. Yes. Hudson tells everyone at the table that he knows Vicky was at Justine's house the night she died. And Justine's like, huh, no, that's not happening. That's not true. Okay. Now a search warrant is issued for Justine's house. Yes. Uh-oh. Guess what? They find an earring that matches Vicky, the one Vicky's holding. Yep. When she's dead. Yep. That's a problem for Justine. Yeah. Now she's booked. Yep. Susan tells Eric that the earring does not prove Justine's guilt. Maybe the sweater does. <laughs> and now and the earring. Yeah. Now okay. she's mad at Eric and says, how did you let this happen? Hmm. Okay. I it see. all makes I, sense. I guess I can see the connection between your daughter being a murderer and the police officer who's guilty of finding out who murdered the girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. At school now, Ashley and Justine talk. Ashley's like, I'm not going to break the pact. And Justine says, nothing's going to get worse for me, but it could get worse for you. Okay. But before that, remember? What I, I forget. Stuart. So Justine was released. Oh, that's right. He wants to blame it on Ashley yes. or on Eric or not Eric, Ryan, Ryan, who again, they're saying he might lose his football scholarship. Okay. He's not going to lose the scholarship because they can't even prove what is the school going to find out about a rumor in their small town. Right. I mean, also the girl is no longer alive. So it's not like they can even find out who the baby daddy was at this point. I mean, it's 1991. We are yeah. not talking about today where they could do DNA testing. Mm -hmm. DNA was in its infancy. If that even now, Sadly, yes. wait, I guess I got to step backwards first. Not sadly, Susan and Eric go on a walk and drink coffee from styrofoam cups. Yep. Fancy. Super romantic. Very. At home, Justine's dad confronts Susan and he's like, you're guilty of everything. And then he's like, Eric is using you. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about how about maybe if you'd spend a little more time with your family instead it's of like other women? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at track practice ryan breaks up with justine Aww. and then justine actually straight up accuses him of killing vicky okay eric stops at the library to tell susan that vicky's mom believes that justine lured vicky out and killed her yes susan decides to visit vicky's mom and that does not go well no does not seem like a really a good plan right though. and angry vicky's mom throws a drink in susan's face okay now because it's true love case, Ryan actually sneaks into Justine's room through a window. Oh, yeah. And they get back together. Oh, okay. And now we find out some interesting information. Justine mm -hmm. tells him her preliminary hearing is coming up and Stuart thinks there's enough circumstantial evidence to go to trial. And Ryan tells her that they should tell the truth and Justine won't because of the pact she, Ashley, and Ryan made. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Something's so now we find on. out, yes, Indy's like making happy noises. Yes. Ryan convinces Justine that Ashley is setting her up, which is why she told Justine that Ryan was sleeping with Ashley. So now Ryan is pointing fingers at Ashley. Oh boy. He says Ashley hated Vicky and that the police don't even know Ashley was there, which is true. They don't know this yet. Justine reminds Ryan that he was there too. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We then. are going to get to the bottom of this. And th this is where it kind of picks up and you're like, whoa, what happened? Exactly. Because you don't know that, th mm -hmm. that we didn't know until right now Ryan was there. Yep. This is the, this is the scene I was talking about earlier. So now Ashley is in her, in her kitchen and she is eating cookies. 
and her mom Elaine comes in the room and says, "Those each cookies each cookie has two hundred calories," and then she's like, "Why do you keep making cookies if you don't want me to eat them?" Exactly. Yeah, and and there's no point to the scene except for that, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, just uh, another stereotype trope thingy in a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Elaine asks about the sweater. Ashley says Vicky was wearing it that night. Elaine picks up on this. So Ashley's like, well, Vicky was wearing it that night. And Elaine is like, what do you mean wearing it that night? Mm-hmm. And Ashley's like, well, I just meant she wears it all the time. Yep. Ooh, Ooh slip. you slipped, Ashley. Ooh. Elaine confronts Susan in a very strange, Elaine is, or Susan is in her driveway looking through baby clothes. Yeah, like which she, was weird. She must have pulled them out of the garage. I guess. Like storage. Maybe. And I think later on they refer to them as being Justine's. Yeah. So she's storing them in the garage. I don't know, but she's like in her driveway, yep. sitting in a chair, looking at baby stuff. Yep. As if it's a rummage sale. It, th- I thought that's what it was at first. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So Elaine comes over and she, she confronts Susan and she's like, you're covering up evidence. Mm. And Elaine's like, Susan, you can't justify what you did. And then Susan tries to blame Ashley and Elaine leaves. So now they're not friends anymore. Okay. They had a friend breakup. Yep. Susan tells Justine she knows it was Vicky's sweater. Okay. They fight. Justine runs out, out, runs outside. She sees the baby stuff, which then she says was Justine's. Yeah. And then Justine apologizes and they go back inside. Aw. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're at school and Justine confronts Ashley and Ashley is like, all the evidence is circumstantial. Don't tell anyone I was there. kind of situation susan then is publicly in the middle of the library put on leave yep very 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 professional Mm -hmm. yeah eric tries to comfort susan yes and then um the ex barges in oh good yeah he's a real fancy fellow yeah he tells eric that the lawyer is going to have the case thrown out for prosecutorial misconduct he accuses Susan of sleeping with Eric to get Justine off, and then Eric punches him. Okay, that was a great scene. In most most worlds, would get you fired, but yep. whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I didn't kind of think he deserved it a little exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> Case. Yes. Cue the TV reporter swarm. Yeah. Three movies in a row we've had the swarm. The it's last true. one, this one, the next one. Yep. Justine's case has been dropped because of insufficient evidence. Okay. And because of the scandal with Susan and Eric. Yes. Eric is now being investigated by internal affairs, but he's still working. Okay. I thought they put you on leave or desk job or something, but nope, he's still working the case. Okay. Vicky's parents are pursuing a civil claim now. Okay. Eric and Susan now talk, and he says he believes Justine is lying, and he's like, Susan, you need to read the police report. Eric reminds her the investigation is still officially open. And he's like, and if you want to talk, call me. I mean, okay. I mean, her world's falling apart and she's pregnant. So that's, that's not healthy. Right. Justine then is bullied at school by a group of girls, Mm -hmm. people, I guess a group of people, bullies at home. Susan and Justine find the word murderer painted on their front door Mm -hmm. and they call the police. Justine asks Susan if she would hate her, if she's been lying. And Susan says, I love you no matter what. I believe you. I trust you. So now I feel like I need to take a deep breath. (sighs) Justine tells Susan that she and Ashley invited Vicky over. Things went south very quickly. She tells her what happened earlier that we saw when they had the fight in the bedroom. Then Vicky left and she was so upset that they were so concerned about her being so upset that they decided to follow her. Okay. She further tells her that um, they followed her up to the mountain. So they're driving. Now we see them following her in 
Justine's, I think Justine was driving, right? Not Ashley. So Vicky's Correct. in the car in front. Justine and Ashley are in the car behind. They follow her up the mountain. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Vicky makes a sudden turn, parks her car, gets out of her car, and runs through the woods. They follow, like, chasing after her, which we saw. And then again, we see the confrontation from earlier where they have the physical fight. Vicky pulls off Ashley's earring, and then Vicky falls backward into the ravine. Okay. Now what we find out, we didn't know then, what we find out now is that they went to pick up Ryan so they could come back and look for Vicky. Oh. Although they knew where she was. Hmm. She fell down a ravine. They knew where she was. But it, it doesn't really matter. Okay. So they, when they come back with Ryan, neither Vicky nor her car was there. So they all separate to go look for Vicky. And then Justine kept saying, I felt someone was watching me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Now we go back to the scene from earlier again and then we hear vicky yell i hate you and then she actually starts beating on justine and then the earring comes out and then vicky falls i just said all that so susan then wonders aloud after justine tells her this she's like oh so i wonder if, if ryan or ashley killed vicky because they they and then they thought they were going to frame justine okay so Justine tells her mom, well, in my nightmares, I see a light. Like, I see a light coming from somewhere in the woods. Okay. Because remember, she's been having nightmares. That's right. Susan is like, well, maybe in the daylight, we should go back and look around where Vicky was found. Right. And Justine's like, yeah, that's great. So they go back to the ravine and, or they actually, they don't go back to the ravine. They go back and Susan shows Justine where Vicky's body was found. Yes. And Justine is like, that's not where she fell, mom. Huh. So, let's take a break and listen. Okay. Now, this should be the place the police found Vicky's body. It's impossible. This isn't where I pushed her. Are you sure? Yeah. The trees are thicker. I mean, there was a ravine. Okay, let's keep going. We actually started this part and then had to restart because the writing was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is my plot twist music. Are you ready? We have some new sound effects. It's a big, big plot twist. The next time we record, we need the whole drum set in here. I want the cymbals. <laughs> it's going to be super fun. You're going to go get the cymbals. All right. I'm going to read this. I'm going to tell this story now that I've got it figured out exactly. Okay, so here's the deal. Susan and Justine leave the area where the body was found. And Justine shows her mother where Vicky fell, which is five miles away. Susan asks, why would Vicky stop here? And what was she doing when she got out of the car? And Justine says, Vicky was yelling, where the hell are you? And then when Vicky saw Justine and Ashley, she ran away. Susan suggests that perhaps Vicky was running to someone and not away from Justine and Ashley. Justine says she thought she saw a light and points to where it was. Justine was thinking that they had already searched the area, but Susan pointed out that the police wouldn't have looked that far away from where Justine was found. You are correct. Or where Vicky was found. Dang nabbit after I fixed all those <laughs> Dang names. You still did a good, better okay. job than I did. Oh, Justine and Susan take a little walk. And they find what appears to be an abandoned cabin on a lake. Right. Okay. 
Susan checks out the view, which is gorgeous. Yes, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. And then they just enter the cabin because okay, because it's abandoned. Apparently, you can just yeah. do whatever you want with an abandoned and, cabin. And right there in this abandoned cabin is a mixtape that says "To Vicky from Ryan with Love." Dun dun dun. And Justine is worried that Ryan lied about killing Vicky. He might have. We he don't might know. Have. We but don't know. She still hangs out with him. We still don't know. All right. Wait. What we do know is. Wait. That sounds terrible. Yeah. No, oh, it's gotta you be gotta have top. it on the thing. Dang it. Mm -hmm. That's not gonna work. No. Wait. No. No. Never mind. Okay. Justine. My rock and roll days are over. They're the over. <laughs> Before they even began. Damn it. Damn it. All right. Justine wants to read Vicky's diary. So Susan's like, oh, I'll have Eric bring that little bit of evidence over to our house. That's not a problem. I'll let you read through it. Investigation. There's an investigation yeah. with internal affairs. There's no problem at I'm all. I'm just going to call him up and use my pregnant wife to careful. get him. Okay. Rules are made to be broken. Yes. All right, Susan tries to make an appointment with Vicky's stepdad, Dr. Gilmore, but they won't make an appointment. They're on to her. They're like, they no, no, no lady. No, no, you called three times with three different names. We're on to you. Yeah. So, okay, Susan leaves and tells Justine, do not leave the house and do not see Ryan. Right. Two rules broken. Uh, Justine promptly meets up with Ryan. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> she asks about the mixtape, and he says he made it when they were on a break. We were on a break! But they never slept together. Do you know what that was from? My like yes. you better if we slept together. Mm -hmm. My like you Who better if we that? slept together. Now, why do you do that I'm going to do that. Why do you do that? Susan? You know that we were on a break. Who said that? <laughs> that was Ross. Right on. Susan, Susan now is just going to wait for Dr. Gilmore in his waiting room. Okay. Seems like a good plan. It's a great plan. Um, never say never. Oh, that's right. And, oh, wait. No, it's never say never, never by Romeo Void. Oh, there you go. Oh, we have to do this video this summer. Okay. Should we take this moment to tell our, our listeners what no, we're doing? No, we're talking. Okay. <laughs> we have some secret stuff this summer. <laughs> and now back to it's the, the show. It's the drum set. I'm so distracted. <laughs> no. I'm so distracted. I know, me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So 100 degrees out. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. We've got, okay. All right. so we've got Focus Justine back. and Ryan together, even though they're not supposed to be. And we've got Susan in the waiting room at Dr. Gilmore's office. Even though she's, she's not supposed to be. Going to confront him. She's going to get that diary. Justine and Ryan go back to where Vicky fell. Justine says for all she knows, he killed her and came back and moved her body after they went home. And the best thing you can do is take the person you think killed Vicky back, back out to the, to the woods. Yep. Ryan, he goes down to the embankment to see if there's anything down there. And he says there's no bloodstains, but da, 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 Vicky's keys are uh -oh. down at the bottom. What does that mean, Case? Mm. Let's find out. Susan explains to Vicky's stepfather, because we're oh. going back and forth here, that she has new evidence and pleads with him for the diary. Hmm. Justine, back to Justine and Ryan. Justine shows Ryan the cabin. Justine theorizes that Vicky met someone after they left and then drove her up the road where he killed her. Right. She theorizes that someone else had a key to her car, but Ryan thinks it's unlikely she'd give a key to a boyfriend. It, that makes sense. It's true. Justine says a sibling or a parent might have the key, and Ryan says, who would have a key? Her wino mom? And Justine says, her stepfather. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. All right. 
We are so cool with our special sound effects. Scene cuts back to the office. Now, so we have we figured out yet that what they meant was, uh-oh, it was the stepfather. Correct. Uh-oh. This was the big, that was a big twist. It was a big twist. Susan is now in the office with Dr. Gilmore. Oh, no. She's looking at a painting that is the same landscape as the view from the abandoned cabin. That was quite clever. Yes. Honestly. Susan realizes the stepfather is the guilty party. Uh Oh, he asks her about this new evidence and she shows him the tape, but doesn't tell him where she found the tape. But he already knows. Ryan and Justine now are looking through a phone book in a phone booth, literally on a dock that shakes every time they move. There is a boat right next to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you ever seen? And it would be a private dock. So why would there be a phone booth? They realize that Vicky's stepfather's to pay? first name is Raymond. Oh, oh. Justine dun, dun, dun. panics dun, dun, dun. because she realizes that her mom is at Dr. Gilmore's office. Ryan worries that they won't get there in time. In time for what? We don't know. Right, because he's like, we won't get there in time. And I'm like, on time for what? Oh, because he's going to kill mom. Yeah. yeah, but Justine calls 911. Susan... Sees Raymond's name on the paintings. Dr. Gilmore asks her if they remind her of someplace she's been. (gasps) Dr. Gilmore getting sassy. And then he locks the door to his office. Oh, but he doesn't, though, because they open it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He He just closes it. (laughs) Tells Vicky. He tells Dr. Gilmore tells Susan that Vicky was coming to meet him to discuss the termination of the pregnancy. Right. He says that he heard the girls fighting in the woods and later with Ryan. So we should probably clarify at this point that it was the stepfather who's the father of the baby. Yes. He was there the whole time. Yes. He says it was a game to watch them turn on each other. He confesses he drove Vicky up the mountain because that baby would have ruined both of their lives. True. He tries to kill Susan, but Hudson and Eric arrive and arrest him. Because he did forget to lock the door. Yes. Eric hugs Susan as Justine and Ryan arrive, watching Dr. Gilmore being taken into custody. Susan and Justine hug. Reporters arrive as they drive off in Eric's car. It, it ends with the TV reporter swarm. That scene. How many remote controls would you give this one? I would say out of five. This might be a good three and a half to four. Oh, I would give it a solid four. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did too. I did not expect that plot twist at all. Not at all. Not even close. And then when I went back the second time to see if they like purposefully let us, you know, down, down the path of a red herring or something. I don't think that they really did. No. Because I have a teenage daughter. And that was pretty spot on for the for how a teenage daughter would behave well, in that yes. situation. And like I said, like if you if your friend dies, you would mm-hmm. run out of the room crying. Of course mm-hmm. you would. I mean, of course. But but I think they I think they did it just enough so you really had no idea it was the doctor. Mm-hmm. That's the best kind of movie. Like this kind of I don't know what the genre would be, but the kind that went to Lifetime. Yeah. The goods with the good twists that you didn't see coming. Yes. Because I didn't see it coming. Yes. But when it did, I was like, oh, no. And then I got Mm. distracted by the phone booth. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I'm like, that thing is shaking. (laughs) So Case, for the month of May, we're going to do some movies about not good moms. Oh, yeah. To celebrate Mother's Day here in the U.S. Okay. Which is always the second Sunday in May. Okay. So both of them are 90s movies. Okay. Up first, Wife, Mother, Murderer, starring Judith Light. Okay. And then 
Sins of the Mother, starting starring Elizabeth Montgomery. Yeah, I'm super excited. And I will tell you, yes, wife, mother, murderer. Again, another one. It, it's not a terrible movie. No, it it's a strange story. Yes, but it's not a terrible movie. Exactly. Do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s you'd like us to review? Let us know. Find us on our socials. We're on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast, on Twitter at TV Movie Club Pod One, and on Instagram at Made underscore four underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. That's a handful. Or give the hashtag MF. TV MC podcast to Google and you'll find us. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or find us on Facebook and tell all your friends about us. Right on, do it! Until next time, we'll see you right here. In the clubhouse. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs>